and welcome to another episode of Ran. We booked it. Today, we bring to you a mostly happy little episode on pets and books. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. I'm sorry I'm for what's to... about to happen. I'm so scared. It will get better. <laughs> we can get through this. All right. Uh, but before we get started, make sure to follow our Instagram at We Booked It. We have updates about the podcast over there. Uh, we post book reviews. We talk about things that we're reading. We do monthly, like, recaps. I'm not even going to mention the book bingo because... <laughs> <laughs> Dead dream of mine, I guess. Oh, no! Don't say that, Rose! I know, I know. You were, like, three <laughs> books from finishing it. You're fine. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay, Rose. <laughs> this is what happens when you go from graduate school to working full-time. Ooh, ooh, that one. Okay. Uh, anyways, enough about me. Let's <laughs> talk about books with pets in them. So most of these are going to be real happy. We know last week was uh, traumatic backstories. So, yes. I think I'm going to get my hard hitters out of the way first. Um, yeah, yeah. This one's not technically a pet, but, like, I felt like kind of had to do it. Flowers for Algernon by Daniel Keyes. Mm, Algernon being yeah. the quote-unquote pet. Honestly, real sweet little guy. You know? He's just a dumb mouse used in a scientific experiment to uh, work on increasing intelligence. And Algernon gets real smart. And then him and the main character, like, really bond. Like, you know, look at us kind of thing. Except one person's a human. But, like, you know. You know how you feel about animals and you just give them personality even if they're a mouse in a scientific lab. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, and we could end there with everything being great. But uh, Algernon <laughs> does die. It's really sad downfall uh and the last line of the book is please leave some out some flowers for Algernon for me so we're just gonna focus on that we love it you know just see that one's done and I'll do my next one now um which is PLT uh, or precious little treasure from Chinese Cinderella by Adeline Yen Ma uh PLT is a duckling that Adeline and her children, her children, her siblings are given. Um, they're given ducklings. And, you know, I guess you can kind of tell from the title Chinese Cinderella. She doesn't have the best childhood. But, like, mm -hmm. she loves this little duckling. It is, as, as the name very clearly says, it is her precious little treasure. Um, and her father one day wants to show off. Uh, his dog's, uh, how his dog's training is progressing, and says oh, to his no. son, go get one of the ducklings. No! And her brother got PLT. And we'll move on now. Oh it doesn't God. end well. Oh my God. Your turn, Rose. Oh my Okay, um, 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about uh church, the grumpy <gasps> grouchy cat from <laughs> the shadow. I love church. <laughs> Literally the best. Um church is he grumpy as cats usually are, and the only person he loves is Jim. <laughs> I still I is is church even a cat? He's like immortal. No, but so, because when they find him in the infernal devices, like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of during like a, a raid, essentially, where like they're after someone, and there's just a cat, like Church is this cat in the cage, right? Yeah. So are we sure Church is so, a, was originally a cat? We don't. We don't know. <laughs> Church is very smart for a cat, all things considered. This is true. So, uh, cat. We'll put cat in quotation marks. <laughs> cat question mark. Yeah, but honestly, like I love how church is in the mortal instruments, in the infernal devices, and just like such a great little tie-in and a, little, a cute little character. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, I think Church is in all of the, like, chronologically, probably meets, like, every major shadow hunter from whose POV you see, because he's in the Infernal Devices, and if he's in the Infernal Devices, which is chronologically the earliest we have in the Shadow Hunters, he's in the last hours, and then he's in the Mortal Instruments. And he's in the Dark Artifices. Oh my word. (laughs) Church has connections. Church has networked. Church has literally (laughs) seen it all. Do you think think Church is like Magnus? Like, these idiots. They're idiots. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's no way he's not. <laughs> it's a g- we should... Okay, I want I want Church to get the ability to speak. I also think it would be a very bad idea. I think if Church got the ability to, to speak, do you think all of the Shadowhunter mysteries would be solved? Probably, honestly. He holds the key. <laughs> Someone get Church a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we need to hear what he has to say. We need it. That's amazing. I'm so glad you brought him up. But yeah, I know. I was like, I was looking at your list, and I was like, Yeah, don't don't I ever compare your list to my list, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> we have very different domains in which we excel. We at. really do. We do. <laughs> I'm just doing my best. Yeah. Same. Uh, I'll continue on with a cat. Uh, Uneven Steven. This is a cat from A Long Stretch of Bad Days by Minnie McGuinness. Um, this cat has... I think the cat only has its two front legs. Thus, the uneven part of the Steven. <laughs> oh, okay, that's kind of cute. <laughs> um, I, because 
when I got this book, the author was at Birdie Books. So, like, I have it signed. And so she was talking. Uneven Steven is based off of a real-life cat that one of her family friends oh. had. Where... Had the two front legs. But in order to, like, take the cat outside, you like, they had to get, like, this silk. And then, like, put it under the bottom half of the cat so it could like walk on its front legs and it could like yeah. use the bathroom outside oh and i remember that so vividly because she 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 was like because that's what they had to do and there's a scene in the book where uh one of the characters the main character's mother is uh doing that for the cat uneven steven oh Hmm. Or should I? You know, I will go really easy on you uh, oh. and give you a segue by talking Ooh. about Emmy from the Scorch series by Marie Mancusi. Uh, Emmy's a dragon, so you see oh. where your segue is. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Emmy's kind of a pet, kind of not a pet. It's a bit compliment- mm-hmm. complicated. Um, but I guess it is complicated when it's a dragon and the government's chasing you. Yeah. Yeah. And the dragon can communicate telepathically with the main character, which means, like, Emmy actually has, like, a consciousness that, like, can be seen throughout the series a bit. So it's... It, it's oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Emmy, uh, kind of a... It's a it's a struggle with it's it's a real struggle to have a uh, dragon when the government's chasing after you. For a time, yeah. they, for, for a time, they actually used the internet. She became like an internet star, so people didn't mess with Emmy because Emmy's an internet star, and we have to save the dragons. Oh my gosh! Emmy went viral. Emmy did go viral, especially when her two children that she thought were dead weren't dead. And she had a like a bad moment in time. Oof. But yeah, Emmy. Yeah. Honestly, that is a good segue. <laughs> I saw it. I was um, like, I gotta do it just yeah. for you. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to mention Errol. I believe that's how you say that. Who is an underdeveloped swamp dragon. <laughs> Um, from Guards Guards by Terry Pratchett. And this book is all about like this secret society has decided that they're going to bring to life or create um, a dragon from like fairy tale proportions. Um, so like a huge big dragon, which is like a myth in this world, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to use, like, this public figurehead to defeat this dragon and then basically take over the city and do what what they want. Um, And things obviously go awry and don't work out. Um, And so Errol, this tiny little swamp dragon who, like, can't stop eating literally everything from, like, copper pots to, like... Embers from a fire. He's got, like Pika. 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, Errol, at the, near the end of this book, meets this big dragon, and um, that's how everyone finds out that this big dragon is actually a girl. And <laughs> they, like, get together and have a relationship. <laughs> Good for Errol. And that's... Yeah, so like she's out of his league, how... but <laughs> literally, but it's just so funny how everything comes together in the story, and honestly, I love him as a character because he does just eat everything, and he just sits there while the characters talk, and he's like, "Just give me something to eat, dude." <laughs> <laughs> so he's super cute. Like you can tell that he's like this weird small yet lanky dragon that doesn't know what to do with itself <laughs> so that's that's Errol what what makes him underdeveloped I see that's a good question I think because like when comparing him to the other swamp dragons he it's like he's not as big as them, or um, he doesn't, like... Some of them can, like, shoot fire, like, small bits of fire, and he, like, can't even do that. So, like, I think he's just, like, behind in dragon puberty, in a way. Fan. <laughs> I know. So, naturally, he would um, be attractive to the big... Yes, of uh, course, because that tale. is absolutely Female how it drag. works in nature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> I've got another dragon, but it, like not really a dragon, but like definitely based off of a dragon. Mm -hmm. So it's not called a dragon. They're called like the royal beast or I forget the other name for yeah. them. Um, but they're based off of dragons, but, uh, don't think, uh, like, western dragons think, like, more Asian-inspired dragons. That's where we're getting here with The Beast Player by Nohoko Uihashi. Um, we have Leland. I... Okay, The Beast Player, real happy, just about a girl who, you know, wants to, uh, see the differences between, like, the, uh... Not the, the captive beast versus the uh, wild beast. And as such, she raises one that's captive as if it were wild, thus uh, showing the differences in what is uh, this key that makes them so different. Um, and it's just really sweet. And, like, Leland's not really a pet. Uh, in the same way, Leland is more like an exotic, like an exotic pet, I guess you could say. It's like, you know, if someone has a tiger and they shouldn't have a tiger. Um, because the mm, dangers yeah. of, you know, she, she still like, like got two of her fingers eaten by Leland at some point. Uh, <laughs> so like, Leland wasn't trying to be mean, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leland's just, you know, a wild animal that's been captive and not just a wild a captive animal but not a domesticated one which is a huge difference right um 
And so, like, but, like, at the same time, Leland gets trained by, uh, Lynn, the main character, or Ellen, the main character, uh, like, there's just a lot of, like, it's, like, think, I guess, kind of along the lines of, like, more of an elephant, maybe. Mm. Because, you know, elephants are definitely, like, an exotic animal that you can you couldn't really keep for a pet, and yet, you know, they've been in, like, circuses and stuff like that where you can, like, ride an elephant, like, and, like, kind of train it. That's kind of, like, what Leland is, where, like... Ellen can ride on Leland's back and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, not really a pet, but like definitely a bit treated like a pet. Okay. Oh, I need to know another one. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we'll continue with uh fantasy creatures, and we will do. Uh, Iggy from Keeper of the Lost Cities by Shannon Messenger. Iggy is an imp. Um, yeah, Iggy gets up to mischief. Iggy uh, is smelly and loud, but also, like, keeps Sophie safe sometimes, saved her life. You know, like, Iggy's great. Um, Sophie saved Iggy from being eaten by a dinosaur. And was like, I want to keep him, you know, like, honestly, like any, like any white woman would. I'm just like, oh, let me take care of the injured creature. And then, yeah, Iggy gets his hair done. Because, oh. and I mean that in the sense of um, Dex, one of Sophie's best friends, um, works at like this potion shop with his... Like, it's his family business where his dad works. And will come over just occasionally with, like, a potion that, like, makes his hair purple or orange. Makes it really spiky or curly. And Iggy's just been through it all. Um, but, yeah. I think Iggy's a good pet. Iggy, Iggy oh did, like, try to save Sophie's life. And we gotta give him that. This. Yeah, that is so cute. Oh my gosh. Iggy is very cute. Iggy is there for Sophie whenever she's home <laughs> to be there with Iggy. <laughs> um, honestly, kind of along similar lines is uh, Max, the Jabberwocky cat from Raven Ravenfall by Kaylin Joseph Josephson. If I can read. Um, which is actually a book that I read this month. And I, in doing my like research and brainstorming for this episode, I was like, what on earth even is a Jabberwocky? They say beware, um, beware the Jabberwocky. That's all I know. Right. Right. Um, so basically it's like, from my understanding, it's just nonsense. It's a made up creature. Um, so from, I'm going to take the context of the book and describe Max as like, he's this powerful creature who in his normal form is just this like regular black cat. Um, but when 
He is defending the people that he loves, uh, defending the house where he lives, which is like Ravenfall Manor. Um, he kind of transforms into this like big, scary, nondescript black creature. Um, and will tear your eyes out, basically. So, <laughs> we love to see it. Um, he also loves raw meat. I guess, typical cat thing. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, honestly, he's one of the best characters in the whole book because he's, like, sassy but also loving and supportive. He doesn't even... He doesn't talk at all. He's just a cat. But through his actions, he, like, pranks people and, like, it's just... It's so wholesome and ridiculous, and he feels like a real person in a way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's great. Love him. <laughs> Good. Amazing. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, continuing on my fantastical creatures, but not also too fantastical... Um, is mm -hmm. Otto from The Search for Wandala by Tony Dieterlizzi. Um Otto is a water bear, which, if you search those up, those are real. A tardigrade. They're also known as yeah. tardigrades. Um, however, because this is Earth, but Earth is dead and aliens revive the planet, it's not these, you know, the normal, very small, like, microscopic tardigrade. This thing is huge. He's very oh my big. Gosh. <laughs> and I believe Otto is actually a baby that got separated from his mom. And they, like, rescue Otto and keep him safe. And then, from that point on, Otto just kind of pops in and out whenever. Just whenever. Like, he'll just show up. And they're just like, Otto! I love that. He's, like, I, when, I, when I've read the series, I just think of him as, like, a giant dog. But, like, he just kind of yeah. shows up and then leaves and, you know, everything's fine. But then he shows back up. And Otto's great. Aww. And, like, he's got this tail, like, that's, like, underneath, uh, that, like, folds underneath his, uh, legs and up into his, onto his stomach. And so, like, the way they get mm -hmm. around is they use that and it, like, springs them up into the air because it pushes down really hard and they just go <laughs> flying. <laughs> So he's also oh a gosh. means of transportation. <laughs> he's lovely. He's so cute. Um, and then this last one is two. Uh, Armageddon and Isaac from Tithe by Holly Black. Um, Armageddon and Isaac are rats that Kay stole. And she... They're just, they're just there in the background all the time. They just mm -hmm. are. Uh, which is kind of nice, because, like, nothing bad happens to them. They just are. And that's good for them. They they live a good life, despite, like, Kay moving around a lot and not having a lot. Um, but they live a good life. They're loved, and they're well taken care of. Um, and uh, she chalks it up to them being her greatest, like, uh, like the best thing she's ever stolen, because it's very hard to steal a moving live rat. But she did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she clearly did her there research because rats 
are social creatures, so it's good to have a Aww. friend. Yeah, I was gonna say, we got two. Now they can hang out together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is kind of good because she's a fae and we know how the fae are a bit uh, spacey, I guess, on responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Intentional or unintentional mm-hmm. spacey. Yeah. It... That's the. But she loves them, so it's okay. Yay. All right. I want to talk about Apollo from Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Kloon. Of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. We love Apollo. He's the best boy. <laughs> He's a ghost dog. <laughs> um, man's best friend before an afterlife, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just... <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Doesn't he also mess with Wallace and what's his name of it? Yes. <laughs> just like everyone. Just like everyone does. Everyone messes with Wallace, which, like, to be fair, he deserves a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, only in death could he even let go to be made fun of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Apollo, great companion, cutest dog, um, Hugo's best friend. Oh, there for there for him. I just love that. Like he wouldn't leave. He's like, nope, I stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hugo tried to take him to the door to go to whatever happens after, you know, when people people and animals pass and um Apollo is like, No bruh <laughs> I'm here for you, man. And it's just it's so wholesome. This book is so wholesome. I can't. <laughs> just, just so sweet. Uh, I take your ghost dog and I add to my own with another ghost dog. Yeah. Uh, you've read this book, right? Alatsoe? Yeah. Yeah. Alatsoe oh by gosh, Darcy yes. Little Badger. Kirby, another ghost yes. dog. Uh, because our main character, Alatsoe, well, she can. Uh, see spirits and call on them. Uh, mm-hmm. Only animals, though. But her her like childhood dog died, but came back, and that's Kirby. And Kirby is like, you know, once again, BFF from uh, during yes. life to after it. Kirby's always there. It's uh, just great, and like him and Elatsoe have like these tricks they've worked on. It's just so. It's really sweet. It's, it is. It's so, it's beautiful. I know. It's not fair. (laughs) When my dog dies, I want to see her too. I know, right? It's not fair. They got to keep that one. Uh, But I'll go with another dog. Um, I'll go with uh, Shush from Almost Home by Joan Bauer. Um... All of the ones I have left are dogs, anyway. Um, yeah. Sh- oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Shush is just a, uh, just a dog uh, that uh, 
sugar is given one day. So this little this little girl, her father is making her give the dog away. It's just a puppy. Um, and like shush, uh, not uh, sugar's just standing at like some store with her mom or like just outside or whatnot. And she's like, "Do you want the dog?" And Sugar's like, my mom's not going to let me take the dog. I'll take the dog. <laughs> and she's like, mom, I got a dog. She's like, you better find the money to pay for the dog. Sugar's like yeah. 11, too, or something. She's young. Um, so Sugar goes into the, in the pet store and is like, this dog is going to be a service dog. Like, can you give any donations? Oh and my like, gosh, did get some, so... some treats and stuff, but... Uh, it's named Shush because it's just quiet. Like, doesn't Aww. bark. Uh, and, uh, there's a lot of things that happen in this book. Uh, with, uh, Sugar and her mother, like, falling into homelessness, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and, like, for a time they go to a shelter, uh... And then I know for a time, Sugar is actually taken into the system of foster care and is with mm-hmm. some other people. Uh, but I I think through all of that, like, she keeps Shush with her. And, like, because, yeah. like, even, like, when she's in foster care and she can't really, like, see her mama that often, like, she still has Shush, I believe. Yeah. That's, like, one of the most legitimate pets on this list. <laughs> yeah, just like a dog. Yep. <laughs> um which like kind of I mean, okay. So my last one is Bone Dog. I love from that name. Nettle and Bone. Just yes. Bone Dog. Yeah. Are you coming Bone Dog? <laughs> exactly. Um so this girl, main character, she is tasked by this dust wife, which is basically like a magical witch person, um, to do three impossible tasks. And once she does these three impossible tasks, this witch will help her to get her sister out of her bad marriage to a prince who's abusive. Um, so... Her first impossible task is to basically bring a dog back to life. So she gathers up all of these bones um, and basically uses wire and like rebuilds this dog and essentially brings it back to life. But like he is just made out of bones (laughs) and he has no idea what he is. He just thinks he's a dog. What? Because he's uh, just a dog. Just a regular... I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just a regular, regular old dog. He's just a puppy. Um, yeah. And like, honestly, like, best boy ever because <laughs> he is like right away so protective, stays by her side throughout the entire book, and is just like so what's next <laughs> like what adventure are we gonna go on and um and like his literal name is just bone dog and um he's just the cutest thing ever 
and there is uh, a part of the part in the book where um like this girl has basically gathered up her team of people to help her take down her sister's awful husband and um the witch is like we have to glamour this dog <laughs> make him appear to other people like he has fur because might be a red flag he yeah <laughs> so... what's wrong with your dog he's fine exactly. why would you say that what are you what are you talking about um so yeah bone dog I love that. Best boy. I'm telling you, dead or alive, dogs are great, apparently. Literally. Uh, my last two are dogs as well. I think I said that already, but anyway. Uh, in the last hour series <laughs> by Cassandra Clare, other than church, we have a new pet with the last hour series. We have Oscar, which is Matthew Fairchild's. So, remember, uh, Charlotte Fairchild. Mm-hmm. This is her son, her younger son. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a dog. It's, I believe it's like a golden retriever. So like, Aww. and like, let me tell you, golden retrievers. Nothing behind those eyes. <laughs> so true. <laughs> they have this big boxy face. They want you to pet them. That's all they want. They don't nothing else. Like, they just want to see you smile. Like, they could live off of that. But they probably want food, too. Literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Oscar. And he just, like, shows up for a lot of things. Because it's Matthew's dog. Everyone loves Oscar. Uh, he's named Oscar because he's named after uh, Matthew's favorite author, Oscar Wilde. Aww. But yeah, it's just Oscar. Everybody loves Oscar. Like everybody, who who could hate Oscar? No one. I think Oscar is a ghost no. dog. Too, somewhere. Oh. Oh, what was I? I can't remember. It would have been in. The dark artifices, I think. But I think, or maybe it's in Secrets of Blackthorn Hall. For some reason, in my mind. My brain is telling me, this may be wrong, my brain often wrong, that (laughs) Oscar is a ghost dog in Sirenworth, but why would he be in Sirenworth? I think Oscar is a ghost dog somewhere, but it's not where Matthew lived. But someone was like, what if he's just a ghost dog there because that's where he was happy and had good memories? And he Aww. just continues to be happy. Because I feel like someone, you know, Kate or another Harrendale, because they can see Ghost mentioned it, but I cannot recall. Anyway, Oscar, best boy. And my last one, you know this one as well. From Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia yes. for Fairies by Heather Fawcett, we have Shadow. Shadow. I picture Shadow, and maybe this is because of, like, a drawing I saw an artist do. I honestly picture him, I'm sure the breed is mentioned, I think, but I picture him as, like, an Irish wolfhound, like, this huge black dog. Yes. Uh, and of course I love later in the book series, um, 
Well, I like every part in the series where Shadow's mentioned, because, like, Emily in, like, the first chapter is like, Shadow's not happy with me. Yes. <laughs> I've taken him to a small Scandinavian island in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> He's not happy <laughs> with me. Freezing. But I, I especially like how later in the series, um, oh, what's her colleague's name again? Brambleby. I like how later. I was say that, but I was like, "Is that right?" I like how later he's like, "I should have known he was like a familiar and not, like, and not a dog. Like, I should have known. Like, of course. Yeah. Why didn't I know? You of all people would have that. <laughs> and yeah, I just love Shadow. I just think he kind of lays there with his red eyes. Like, black dog, red eyes. He just kind of lays there. Like, just sounds like a big puppy to me. Despite it yeah. not being a dog, actually. Yeah. <laughs> also, that book, in general, is so good. <laughs> Never gonna get over to that one. Because why would you? It's phenomenal. <laughs> if you need a pick-me-up, that book. Yes. But th those are all the pets I got. Yeah, same here. Good selection. Mm -hmm. What great pets. Ooh, if you had to pick a pet from your list, which one would you pick? To have as my own? Yes. Oh gosh. Uh, I don't know, man. Bone Dog is like... <laughs> Kind of, kind of getting me. <laughs> I mean, I would not blame you for picking Bone Dog. <laughs> I think I want Bone Dog in my His life. His name is half, is half of the appeal. Exactly. <laughs> Who would you pick? I think I'm gonna go with Shadow because he's also like a familiar and like mm -hmm. will protect me from the Fae. So yeah. Also, just give me big giant dogs. I love big dogs. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Shadow and Bone Dog would get along pretty. Oh, well. absolutely. I think, uh, but to add to this, I think Bone Dog. Just would just be happy Bone Dog, and there are times when Shadow would look at Bone Dog and then like look at whoever's next to him and be like, "Can you believe this guy?" <laughs> yeah, like why is he so happy? <laughs> like he's chasing his own tail. Like, who would do that? <laughs> be like Shadow, you're a dog. Who do you think you are <laughs> to call me a dog? Yeah. Right. Shadow's like couldn't be me. <laughs> couldn't be me. I only have to save Emily from. Making getting yeah. getting wound wrapped up in Literally. two marriage proposals. Oh my god! Fair royalty. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember to check out the Instagram and go over and tell us: Are there any book pets that you've read about? Because I think book pets are honestly the best. Like. 
if there's ever a good character in a book, it is the pet slash animal sidekick. Yes, absolutely. So go and tell us of them. They all deserve (laughs) to be recognized. But, But as as for now, now, we gotta book it. it.